Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. What up? And welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. This is Friday's episode of the Detailed Car Collection, live from Las Vegas and had a heck of a week. The launch of Revive has happened. I can't thank everyone enough. Marty and I can't thank you all enough for all of the tremendous support. We had pretty much our greatest launch ever. Uh, the support for our brand is growing and we know it's because of all of you. And it's really hard to say thanks enough. It's a product I'm extremely proud of. I've worked really, really hard on that product individually uh, because it was a product I believed in. You know, we put it through the ringer in my business. Marty uh, was really patient with me about that product because uh, I needed to get it just right. And now we're there. So I want to thank everybody for a great week and get into one of the most strange interactions I had with a client in a long time. New client calls my windshield film company and demands that he can buy windshield film. I know how to install film. I was with Expel for six or seven years and I had a shop and I know everything. And you know, that never goes over well. And he's not talking to me at this point. He's talking to the actual manufacturer. So I get alerted. Hey, there's somebody trying to buy film in your area. We've, we've had him come to you, which is great. It's a great relationship to have with a manufacturer, but I wasn't prepared for what this guy was going to do. And I know a lot of you detailers and, and we have a ton of car enthusiasts listening to us now. And so I want to speak to everybody on this on, on one of the saddest things in my career, the fall of Porsche guy. Porsche guy is now the Corvette guy of the European market. And it couldn't be more sad for me. Porsche is a special brand to me. I actually recently was going to buy a Porsche 996 Turbo, uh, which I think are incredibly undervalued. I shared that on the podcast, got a little bit of overruled in my house. It was a huge mistake not buying it at the price I could. I've owned Porsches in the past. I'm actually looking at a Porsche Panamera for my family. I'm a Porsche guy. You know, look, do I align more with Ferrari? Have I taken care of more Ferraris in my career? Have I taken care of more Ferrari collections? Sure. But at my core, I've always loved Porsche people. I've always loved what the brand stood for. I always loved the German engineering behind it. Porsche is something that was special to me in my life. And many of you probably the same. You know, if you're a car guy, Porsche speaks to you. But what's happened with the modern Porsche guy is all of the things that made Porsche guy great are, are now gone. So I want to start that episode off that way so you understand where I'm coming from when we have this conversation. So this guy called the film company. He's got a GT3, a 992 GT3 manual. It's probably one of one in Vegas uh, because they're so hard to get right now. Uh, he had to get it from out of state and bring it in. He's a nice enough person. And obviously, he's very successful at what he does because he can afford a 992 manual. It's a great car. Should be a great experience for him. Should be a great experience for us as a detailing company. Should be a great experience across the board. And he completely started off on the wrong foot, has the wrong attitude, and really hurts himself in the long run. So here's what happens. 
He calls and badgers the windshield film company because he's going to take this car to the track. So he wants to protect the windshield. And it's just logical. For those of you in the HyperClean specialist group, you know that I take care of some Porsche race cars on the actual Cup Series, Lexon windshields, full thing, four, five, six hundred $600,000 builds. I mean, more of that in parts on race day. I mean, we take care of some crazy cars in Porsche land. So we know everything there is to know. We're, we're a great place to go for Porsche guys. And so this guy starts off the way I said, he's, he's badgering everybody that he knows what he's doing. He's installed film, blah, 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 blah. Well, now he has to have a conversation with me because the windshield film company is not going to sell him the film and, and, the, and they shouldn't. So what he does next is where I get involved. And for everyone listening to this, I want to be clear. I'm having this conversation out of, I really hate that this has happened to Porsche guy, not to actually single this person out, but this is what's kind of become of the Porsche people that, that, that have, have come into the brand. So he calls me and he says, you know, I know I, I you, you know, I'm just going to buy a piece from you. I know how to install it. I said, what have you installed another brand before? No. Folks, PPF is really easy to install compared to windshield film. And there's a reason windshield film hasn't taken off. It's because it's really, really difficult to install properly. That's the reason. You're seeing this stuff from companies now that just goes on quickly. That's not actually windshield film. It doesn't work. They crack, whatever. True windshield film takes a lot of heat, a lot of technical know-how, a lot of hand cutting of the film. It's not an easy thing to do. Not that PPF is easy, but this is way harder than PPF. And he goes, well, so I give him my price because now he wants a price for me to install it. He goes, oh, that's ridiculous. I installed PPF and this is way more expensive than PPF. How's that possible? I said, well, it's actually much more difficult to install PPF. And we install PPF if you need that done as well. Oh, no, uh, I, I carried Expel for years. It's a huge red flag, but whatever. So not off to a great start. And it doesn't have to be this way. I always say this in these cases. We all can learn from bad customers, whether it's how to deal with them or how we can be better customers in our lives. The bottom tier for me is this guy is a bad customer. And he's actually a bad car guy because he real great car guys hire people to do what they're experts at. That's what a great car guy does. Bad car guys do what he's doing. And now he's aligned with this brand that never had this before. Porsche guy was never like this. And so let me walk you through the story a little more. Now he's going to schedule it to come in. Two conversations, two separate phone conversations about the price. He's now going to bring it in because he's going to track day this weekend. So he needs the windshield film on there if he's really going to track this car. Great. Comes in. From the very get-go, he starts again. He's sitting in his car. I go out and I meet him. How you doing? I'm Nick. Great to meet you. First thing's out of his mouth. Do you know how to drive this car? <laughs> Folks, it's a stick shift. There's not like something special to a 992 GT3 driving it. It's a stick shift. Matter of fact, I would actually tell you that it's easier to drive one of those sticks than a, than a sloppy stick. In a Honda, actually easier to drive because the stick shift operates so much better. The manual is so much better. The gearbox is so much better. Everything's better. I said, yeah, I, I know how to drive this thing. 
he's like, well, you know, th this is, you know, the only one that's available right now. And, and I just want to make sure. And he, and he starts doing this thing that used to be never a part of this Porsche guy's world. Now, now this is what Porsche guy has become. And by the way, we've had this interaction with type of people. This isn't a one-off thing for me. This is who they've become now. It makes me sad. So here we go. I said, yeah, man, I know how to drive it. You're in great hands. I can give you references. I offered you references. You were, trust me, man, we're going to take great care of you. And he goes into it again. Well, you know, it's not just like any other car. Finally, I had to calm him down and say, hey, man, let me, let me put your mind at ease. This isn't the most expensive car I've driven this morning, which is true. I didn't drove a $500,000 Ferrari like two hours before he dropped his car off. We needed to get it out on the road, part of our maintenance schedule, because the car hasn't been driven in a while. I said, but so yeah, man, I'm good. Just drove, drove a, a gated six shift, uh, six gear uh, manual from a Ferrari that we take care of. Yeah, man, I got you. I'm on, I don't want you to have a bad experience. It still didn't really calm him down. Gets out of his car. And now while he's there, I see the film that he installed himself. And it's one of the worst PPF installations I've ever seen in person. He watches me look down at the PPF install. And now he knows that I see that he isn't who he said he was to everybody. Now, mind you, he's lied to everybody. He's lied to film companies. He's lied to me. This film installation's as bad as it gets. There's 30 day tags on this car. So he's done it. He didn't get it into a shop. I can tell he did it. He's admitted that he does it. And he goes, oh, I slapped this PBF on in 30 minutes, so it's not going to be a perfect install. I just shook my head, said, yeah, okay. Mind you, the kit that he had on there had a partial hood, had a partial bumper. The bumper wasn't covered. There was all kinds of bad cuts. There was all kinds of stretch marks. There was all kinds of fingers around the headlights. I knew the guy had been lying now. I had a feeling on the phone, but now he knows he's found out. So I look at it, I look around and I go, yeah, okay, cool. I don't care. I just want to get his keys and get him on his way. And I want to take care of the car to the best of our ability. And so when we look at this situation, it's really easy to lose your temper. I know it is for me because I'm at the point in my career where I'm a little too busy to be dealing with this. Like, dude, we've built a reputation. I get it. You're worried. I'll answer any question that you have. I am as friendly as they come if you have true questions, but that's not what he has. He has a know-it-all. He knows what he, he needs. He knows what film is. He knows what this is. This is an exceptional car. It is an exceptional car, and you're ruining it for everybody. You're exactly right, but he doesn't know what he's exactly right about. He's exactly right that I hate what's happened to this kind of car guy. What Porsche used to be in my life and what it is now is very different. What happened to Corvette because a Corvette guy is a travesty. It's one of the best sports cars on the market for the price. That's not debatable, especially the new C8 Corvette. That brand was hijacked by the guy wearing white New Balances, jean shorts, and a Corvette shirt, and he knew it all. And he was going to spray spray wax all over it and use it as a detail spray at the car show and scratch the hell out of it and tell you you didn't know what you were talking about. This is what Porsche guys become? Because I'm telling you it is. 
I hate it. These were the best guys in the world to deal with. And I know some of you listening to this are my customers and your Porsche guys. You got to take back the brand, man. So how did this happen? It happened from the internet. I'm, I'm famous for telling everybody in this industry that the internet's not real. But what this guy did is the, all the red flags of he read an article, he got it on Renlist, he saw it on Instagram, he watched a YouTube video, and he just has the means to buy one of these vehicles. But he thinks he's a know-it-all about things he knows nothing about. And so his, I really feel for these kind of people because they always get the worst experiences. The greatest companies don't want to deal with them. And he gets worse service because of it. Now, I'm very easygoing when it comes to this kind of stuff because I know he just cares about his car. And once I get it in the shop, he's gone. It's all good. No big deal. So he leaves the car. He finally calms down. You know, whatever. Uber come and picks him up or his girl, I forget. We get the car in. We do a flawless install. One of the best installs we've done, actually. And I'm really happy. I'm really happy with the, the quality we put out on this car. And so he comes back and immediately because his car's sitting out front, right? Waiting for him and ready to go as we do here. He starts walking up to the windshield and like looking at the windshield and like, you know, all this other stuff. Mind you, he has a poorly installed PPF package that he installed. That's a partial hood on a 300 plus thousand dollar car. Now I think these are going for about 150 over sticker. So yeah, about 350 probably. Um, it's got partial fenders. The bumper's not fully covered. There's stretch marks. There's fingers. The list goes on. I've stated that. So I look at him and I go, I walk outside. I go, hey, man, what a great install. Now, mind you, with windshield film, one of the problems is there's tons of moisture under the film. So usually you need to wait about a week or two. If it's extreme heat and a lot of sunshine, like it does in the, in the desert, you know, maybe a week, the moisture will evaporate in the, in the film. You won't ever even know the film is there, which I explained to him prior to the installation and on two phone calls. So three times he's been explained that I have no problem educating people. I have no problem with questions, as I said. So we get to this place with him and I, that he's trying to pick apart these little edges. So now that'll lay down, that'll lay down. That's moisture. It's okay. I don't mind saying that. Finally, he just keeps going. I said, Hey man, I promise you the film will lay down. You won't ever even know it's there. The things you're pointing out, I understand, but I explain these to you. He says one more thing, and it was too many things, too many times of saying something to me. And I looked at him and I said, I have to ask you a question. You're picking apart these tiny little pieces of the film, all of which are just moisture in the film. It's going to, it's going to dry out, but you don't have a problem with this film installation on your front end. I, I, now I got to get the answer. You know what? It worked. We walked into my office, we sat down, we talked as two humans that love cars, and he backed off. I have no idea why. None. I just had had enough, and I politely said, hey, man, you got you to walk me through this. But there's nothing more sad than this. That Porsche guy has become this. And I know there's a lot of detailers listening to this, and you don't know what it has to do with detailing, but it has a lot to do with detailing. Because, you know, I could have lost my cool at any point. I could have offended this guy at any point. I had to draw my lines in the sand with him. But at the end of the day, what we have to do is we have to realize that 
you only get great service when you know how to treat people. And we only have great customer experiences on our end if we know how to treat the customer. But there's going to be these times like this one where this person's whole experience is altered because he never asks real questions. He's never trying to learn. He tried to tell everybody he was an expert and he was everything but an expert. You don't have to be an expert, man. You own a Porsche GT3, you want to protect it, hire somebody. So we sat down and talked. We ended up talking about his PPF installation. He knew it wasn't good. He knew he was found out. And we're talking about installing the PPF all over his car. We're going to get that job. I know it. He's going to take it to the track, beat it up, and we're going to come in and we're going to fix the job. And we probably have a customer for life. But one of the things that's come into my world now that I just don't want to live in is that this is what's happened to the Porsche guy. Because Porsche guys used to be the ultimate car guy. They were your dentist, your lawyer. They made it. They buy it. They drive them hard. They love the engineering. And they're the coolest dudes on the block. It's gone. The brand has been hijacked. And now Porsche guy is really difficult to deal with. And they all do it under the guise of, I'm really picky about my car. So let me give you a fun fact. I'll kind of end today's episode on this. And I just wanted to have this conversation. Hey, look, I got to work on a 992 GT3. Uh, I got to drive it. It was, man, I love those cars. It, it, it's a great car. It's a car that I'm ecstatic we got to work on and, and it, that we actually got to put our hands on it because still for me, that's the greatest thing about this gig. Many of you, you just love detailing. And, and that's awesome. I love that people love that. I don't really love the detailing as much as I love the car. I love detailing, but I love the car more and it means more to me and the culture around it means more to me. And the brand means more to me about that stuff. Not what you drive, but what that brand stands for. You could be driving a Honda. We can find things to talk about in that brand. Toyota, Ferrari, it doesn't matter. I've taken care of, we tried to count it up. I've touched some pretty rare Ferrari collections and I'm very proud of that. And Ferrari, uh, I read a lot about Enzo Ferrari's history the history of Ferrari and, and, and how they're connected to F1 more than anything. And that was their real drive to build cars and all of these different things. And, and I probably align with Ferrari much more uh, in my personal life of, of, of how I view that brand and the things that interest me. That brand probably interests me more than any brand. But I've worked on thousands, over a thousand Ferraris and probably 500 plus Porsches, if not more. And the greatest thing about Porsche was they used to make fun of Ferrari guy because Ferrari guy is, is really into the specs of the car. I got this carbon fiber package. I got this Ferrari guys don't like if you, you know, Ferrari itself and Ferrari guys don't like if you do any mods to the car, they don't like modifications. They love the originality of Ferraris. Porsche guy was always more laid back and just cared about the engineering and the driving experience and, and how great, that, 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 uh, that car is built, but now you know what they are. They care about specs, everything they used to make fun of Ferrari guy about. And here was the best part for me that when I talked to somebody about this interaction, I said, here's what most people don't know. So we take a, care of a lot of Ferraris just here locally. Right. And it's a really great thing. And I get to drive a lot of Ferraris cause they're in some of our collection maintenance programs. And 
when I have Ferrari guy send me cars or have me take care of cars, he never double checks my work. He just trusts me. He's not going to go out there with a fine tooth comb like Corvette guy or Porsche guy and go, you know, you missed this spot or this piece of film isn't perfect. They don't do that. In my experience, Ferrari people, if it comes to my shop, we put it in the shop, we work on it. Nine times out of 10, they're not the one to pick it up from the shop. Their assistant, somebody picks it up. They're too busy. They have it taken back to their house. They never look at your work. They appreciate it. They say thank you when they see you. Hey, man, my car looks great. Hey, thanks for doing that. But they don't sit there and analyze every little inch of your PPF install or your paint correction or your coating job. That's what Porsche guys become because that's what Corvette guy does as well. And actually, I would tell you this, the C8s that we've worked on, and we've worked on a lot of them, I haven't had a single owner act as poorly as this Porsche guy. And I'm hearing it from a lot of people. This isn't just a me thing. I'm hearing it from a lot of different people. So I look at it and I go, you know what? I hope this isn't what the brand's going to be. I hope people hear this and go to their local Porsche guy that knows they're like that and they're your friend or your family member and you say, snap out of it because it's such a great car to me. And I love that we got to work on it. Man, that six speed is, it's unbelievable. I mean, just how tight it shifts and everything else. And, and I still love that car. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm on the hunt for a couple cars for, for my, uh, my pleasure. 996, I know people are going to hear that, but I think it's incredibly undervalued all because of some headlights. That's crazy. It's a great car. We've had one in the shop recently, made me want to buy it even more. I love Porsche. I love what Porsche stands for. I love everything about the brand. But the way that the modern Porsche guy is interacting with service providers, and I've heard this from mechanics. I've heard this from other detailers around the country. I've heard it uh, with aftermarket exhaust uh, installers and things like that is, is that they're now going to a level that I hope doesn't continue. Because the brand deserves better than that. The car deserves better than that, as corny as that sounds. But I got to work on a car that very few people are even getting to touch because of the shortages going on and the problem with getting them into the country, et cetera. So I'm always grateful for that. So I want to leave you with this. As we talk about Revive a little bit more, I want everyone to understand why I wanted to do it and maybe help you understand if it fits your business or your car care, if you're a DIY or whatever. I wanted something that had extreme cleaning power, but also was able to just do some light maintenance work. I wanted something that had a clean smell and wasn't as harsh as an APC. And I wanted something to work well on something like navigation or infotainment screens. I'll say this, that the modern car interior is changing actually more rapidly than the exterior. And you have to keep up with that or you're going to have start to have some real problems in caring for your car. And so the one thing about Revive that I'm going to celebrate and send you off with this week, and if for those of you that have ordered, thank you. For those that haven't, give it a shot. I'm going to leave you with this. As the modern car continues to change, you have to change with it. And so that's what this product does. APC will always have its place. Our APC product, I think, is second to none. APC still has its uses, but this product allows you to take care of the interior on a level that you aren't 
able to do before this product came out. So I want to thank everybody for the support this week. Hopefully you enjoyed that little Porsche story and understand that it's coming from a good natured place that I just want things to get back on track with that segment of the car culture, because it means a lot to me. And also got to share a little detailing in there as well. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll talk to you next week.